How many people do you know who struggle with their health? Chances are, whether they show it or not, most of the people in your life do. And chances are, you're one of them. Whether you're dealing with anxiety, depression, endometriosis, acne, eczema, autoimmune, thyroid, Lyme, brain fog, fatigue, or any other symptom or condition, you're far from alone. Living with symptoms has become the new normal. So no more guessing games. It's time to get answers. Welcome to the Medical Medium Podcast. I'm Anthony William. Hey everybody, we're talking about potatoes. It's a food that generates a whole bunch of love and at the same time, a lot of hate. When eaten in the right way, potato can help you gain strength and deeply satiate, especially when eaten straight. But whatever you do, try not to take the negative bait. Fear and confusion are tactics to change your mind about this innocent spud that's far from a dud. The irony is, it builds up your blood and can extend your life and give you more time. We're constantly being misled and told this food can make us feel dead. It's a nightshade, it's bad, nothing good it has. Stop it from entering your mouth, it will hurt you, it's sad. What was done to the potato has caused a lot of rifts. They fry them in oil and turn them into chips, scaring people to never eat them again you better stay strict. Forever the potato will be known to widen your hips. This is a nice restaurant. Excuse me, waitress? Can I get a glass of water? We're not ready to order yet. Hey, let's get the fries. Do you want to share them? Wait, you want your own? Me too, me too. Hey, you ready to order? Can we get a large plate of your crazy curly fries. Fantastic, thank you. Oh my God, these look so good. They're just so yummy. I love the crunchiness. These are really good. Do you think they're like a thousand calories? No, they're not a thousand calories? Phew, I was kind of getting worried right there for a minute. What, 2,500 calories? They're that bad? It's all starch? Uh, I'll just work out tomorrow more. That doesn't matter. I'll do an extra workout. This is my cheat day anyway. I'm going to enjoy it and not feel guilty. It's all about balance. In some ways, what you just heard here wasn't a cheat day if it was just the potato. But while everybody's focused on the carb aspect, they're missing the most important concern there is the oil. That's the cheat day part. It's not the potato. It's the fat on the potato. And that's where the bad calories are. Doing the extra workout the next day is only to clean up the oil mess. Not the carb mess. The oil slick mess. Carbs on their own, they're safe. Carbs with oils and fats are a problem. Any carb with oil and fat is what the real concern should be. These days, the potato always gets the blame. It always has in recent decades and probably always will. 
mostly because the health world is a pile of guessing games, hit or miss, hit or miss, miss, hit, hit, miss, got it there, nope, didn't work, that might work, uh, maybe that'll work later, no, it didn't, try again, hit, miss again, guessing game, there you go, round the corner, round the bend, never ends, guessing game. When you're sick for three, five, ten years, see more doctors than you ever could have dreamed of, and you're still sick and on medications and tried everything, alternative medicine had to offer every approach, and someone tells you, hey, just go try it, whatever, see what works for you. Everybody's different. Did you try what works for you? Go, go. You should try it. See if it works. Wait a minute. Just see what works for me? That's the answer? That'll fix it. After all the doctors and all the years I've been sick, just see what works for me. That's that's how to do it. That's how you're doing it. So that's how you're getting better. So you're better or wait a minute, you were never sick and you're telling me that. Um, Don't we all just have human bodies and when we're really sick, there should be an answer out there. Just try something and see if that works. Isn't that like a guessing game? And within the world of guessing games, one of the things that takes the blame is potato. Like, must be the potato. Did you take that out of your diet? Because that could be causing all your problems. In the guessing game world, that's how it works. When it comes to having a health symptom or condition and trying to find relief in the guessing game world or hit or miss world, this could happen. If you got acne, the potato did it. If you have a weight problem, the potato did it. There are countless mistakes in the health arena. What's good? What's bad? Is that good? Is that bad? Is that bad? Yeah, that's good. No, that's bad. And a lot of innocent bystanders got mauled because of it. The potato was just sitting there, minding its own business, and we grabbed it, shoved it in a big gun, and shot it 300 miles an hour across a field. And when it hit somebody in the head and nearly killed them, it was the potato's fault, not the dude who shoved it in the potato gun and shot it. It's the potato's fault. Let's pretend something. Let's do some make-believe. Let's pretend there's millions of people in the world that are sick, struggling and suffering with countless symptoms, and they've been to all these different doctors, exhausted all resources, looked at every scientific study about their illness that they can find, and they were still sick with no answers. Oh, wait. That's not make-believe. There's no pretending that because that's true. It's reality. Okay, okay, no pretending. There's millions of people sick. No one knows why. Yes, they got a label for their disease or symptom like fibromyalgia, neurological Lyme, Hashimoto's thyroiditis, but still no one knows the cause, the true cause. So it's a random blame game, a pick and choose. That's how it's done. And since no one knows why people are sick with chronic illness, we need a fall guy. Or as many fall guys as we can find, or produce, or get, or just get somewhere, find somewhere, or whatever. And someone, a fall guy, was thrown in the mix, and a mistake was made. That's how all the theories of mistakes are made or created. Because when there aren't any answers to why someone's suffering, one mistake, two mistakes, Three mistake four occurs. One potato, two potato, three potato, four. Um, one potato, two potato, uh, three potato, four. One potato, two w potato. Well, wait a minute. 
Petito, that's why everybody's sick right now. It's like the makers of the health theories and mistakes stumble across the reasons in a children's rhyme or hearing something out there or finding something because really you're grasping at straws when you don't know why people are sick. Excuse me. Excuse me? Is that potato on my dish? I can't eat that. Can you remove it, please? What? No, it's cooked fine. I just can't eat it. Why? Uh, it's because it's a nightshade. Um, what's a nightshade? Not really sure, but it sounds really scary. It sounds shady. And my health guru told me to avoid it. I think it means they grow at night or they give a lot of shade. I really don't know. I'm told it'll make me sick. Am I still sick? Yeah, I got bad days. Do I still eat them? No. How would I know I'm sensitive to potato or nightshades? I have no idea. It just makes sense. Yeah, I'm sick with fatigue still and headaches, brain fog, and I get dizzy and my digestion is never good and I got aches and pains. It's probably the nightshades, right? Mistakes are made every day and the potato gets thrown in the pot of mistakes. When potato took the hit more than 20 years ago as being a problem, no one was looking at what was around the potato, the fixings, the dressing, the works. Hey, good to see you. Let's sit down and order something. Mmm, these hash browns are really good. So buttery. I love butter. These eggs are yummy too. Oh, oh, best pancake I ever had. Hey, waiter, can I get an extra dab of butter on these pancakes? What's that? These are buttermilk pancakes? Oh, good. Can I get two strips of bacon on the side? And a little cream in my coffee? Thanks. Yeah, how have I been feeling? Well, been a little achy lately. Joints have been hurting. Haven't been feeling that great. Little tired. My doctor says, be careful of the nightshades. Oh, I shouldn't have had those hash browns just now. What was I thinking? What gets overlooked along with so many things is the butter, the milk, cream, sour cream, oils, lard, cheese, bacon, vinegar, mayo, egg, and gluten, nitrates, and antibiotics. These get ignored. If you're convinced it's the potato or a doctor or practitioner got sold on the potato bill of goods or read something in some article or in a meeting at a convention that potato was bad, then you get nervous and you avoid it. There's no science that can prove or ever proved that potato was a problem or caused a problem. And very few people eat a potato by itself without a dressing or a condiment or foods like dairy and gluten with it. Do you know anybody who just eats potato by itself or with lettuce? No oil, no butter, no milk, no cheese? Do you know anybody just eating potato with none of that? Oh, you do? You know somebody who ordered just fries and only fries? But wait, did you miss something? They were fried in oil or lard. Or you had some ketchup with vinegar in it, which doesn't help either. A person who isn't well has bigger problems than a fake problem like the potato. It's a classic case of bait and switch. The cheese is fine. The potato's bad. Look over here. The butter's safe. Hey, the butter's fine. The potato's dangerous. 
hey, over here, the milk is good, but the potato's bad. It's real simple. Butter will set you up for a future heart attack. Anyone who's somebody in health telling you that butter is good on anything or even in your coffee is unaware and somehow missed the heart attack memo. The most important thing to understand about food is, what food can cause a problem and why does it cause a problem? Well, you think the answers are out there. Avoid gluten, processed food, fried food. You heard all of this. It seems like all the answers are out there already. There's nothing to know that's new. So when they say that food will cause inflammation, what food and why? How? How does the food cause the inflammation? Because there's no study or science that determine why gluten causes a problem, no one knows. It's all theories. A theory is not a proven factual guaranteed answer. That's why it's called a theory. Inflammation caused by a food is a theory. Science can't see what happens when you choose something, swallow it, and then monitor it with an actual scope and computer and visualize right in front of their eyes your cells getting inflamed. It hasn't happened, and it never will. Here's one for you. Why would one person be able to eat whatever they want and feel great, while another person never feels good and foods like gluten make them feel worse? But if it was the food itself, then no one would get away with eating it. One person's inflamed, one person's not. If a food causes inflammation, then it's going to cause inflammation in everyone, but it doesn't. Theories become sales pitches. Someone's going to sales pitch you on a lectin theory, probably sell you a few supplements too. Someone's going to sales pitch you on a nightshade theory. Maybe someone's going to pitch you on the butter in your drink theory or butter in your water. Doesn't matter how much it defies common sense. The thing is, some of the theory makers don't even believe in their own theories. But they do believe one thing, the people are gullible and will buy into these theories. But what they don't realize is, is that people aren't gullible. People are trusting. There's a big difference. And these theory makers take advantage of trusting people and treat them like they were chickens or cattle. Any chance to cash out on a theory, make a brand out of it, maybe make a lot of money. A theory that defies common sense. Someone's going to do it. People like to gamble. You like to gamble, right? Gambling's great. Who cares if you leave a gambling place with only your boxers on, barefooted, trying to call for a car service because you gambled your car away, but you realize you don't have your phone. It's gone too. Lost in the bet. So let's gamble with your health on a theory. Potatoes are bad. You ready to roll the dice? Is it going to come up snake eyes? Are you going to roll a seven? Who's got the joker card? You think your cards will fall on a 21? You think that little ball spinning around and around and around is going to land on that high number? You got to watch out because the potato is about to drop down a straight flush. And you want to be on the side of the winner, unless the brainwashing you underwent stops you. What brainwashing am I talking about? It's a nightshade. It's got lectins. It's too high in carbs. Void in nutrition. Make you gain weight. It's a white food. That kind of brainwashing and manipulating. I'm not talking about 
everybody who hears something and tells someone something else who tells somebody something else because they heard something from someone else who heard something from somebody else who told somebody else. I'm talking about the people who make a career out of playing guessing games with people's health, the theory makers. Why does it matter? Because it stops you from eating a food that can help you. Who cares? Well, if you're someone who's living their life on mattress and couch island and is really struggling to get through their day, everything counts. They don't have time, energy, money to waste on another bad idea. Little things matter. It could be make or break in recovery. So being told you should fear a food that could actually help you will only set you back and not help you move forward. Does a potato cause inflammation? No. It's the foods that are eaten with a potato that cause a problem. They still don't cause inflammation either, but the milk, cheese, butter, corn oil, and cream feed viruses and bacteria inside our body. And then these bugs create the inflammation. They eat food they like and then eliminate the food. Go to bathroom inside your body. We become the pathogen's toilet. And this is really toxic. They release what I termed viral neurotoxins. These neurotoxins can cause inflammation. Viruses and bacteria can also burrow themselves into organs and glands, creating more inflammation. So it's not even the milk cheese, butter, and gluten that causes inflammation. When you grab that milk, carton of milk, you pour your glasses of milk there and you grab it and you start sending it down. All your bugs in there are just going like, yeah, 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 there it is, there it is. They start feeding on it and eating it and that's how it goes. And that's what the problem is. The bugs that are inside of us are drinking the milk. That's why you could be somebody who's 95 years old anywhere around the world or in some country somewhere and drinking milk. And everybody knows they're drinking milk. They're 95 years old. They feel okay. They're living their life. Everybody's like, look how old you are. This is amazing. And what do you do? It's like drinking milk. Well, they don't have the bugs. And then when a 20-year-old drinks a glass of milk, all of a sudden the eczema, the psoriasis, an acne breakout occurs, stomach cramps, diarrhea, bloating, all happens. And... They remove the milk and dairy, things start to get better and better and better because they have the bugs. So when that person sends that milk down and drinks it, the bugs are drinking it at the same time. But guess what? The potato doesn't feed any viruses or bacteria, but the butter on the potato feeds the viruses and bacteria. Potato starves viruses and bacteria, starves the bugs. Put butter on the potato, now we have a problem. It's like one is fighting the other. The potato is antiviral and the butter is proviral. And then we got eggs. Eggs feed viruses and bacteria. Potatoes don't. Eat eggs with your fried potatoes in the morning. You got a conflict of interest. One food is trying to save you. One food is not. Potatoes are a nightshade. What does that mean? The theory is that nightshades that are edible possess an alkaloid. That alkaloid? could be irritating to some people, causing inflammation. What no one is told is that they're looking at the alkaloid that the leaves and stems of the nightshade plants have that you don't eat. They're looking at the potato leaves and stems, the tomato leaves and stems. That's where the alkaloid resides. 
The alkaloid in the tomato and potato is the normal edible alkaloid different from the alkaloid in the leaves and stems. It's the normal alkaloid in potato that's equal to the alkaloid in lettuce, raspberries, Swiss chard, lamb's quarters, blackberries, artichokes, zucchini, and every other edible plant food. Certain people that are considered sensitive to nightshades like potato have other problems that has nothing to do with the potato. There are other things in their diet causing the trouble that's feeding the root causes of their symptoms and conditions. The problem is people eat the potato with other things, or they eat the potato cooked wrong, fried in oil, baked with cheese and cream, mashed with butter and milk, baked or fried as a chip with bad oil, or combined with a bunch of fat, potato and meat, potato and chicken, potato and pork, potato and eggs, potato and oil, potato and tofu, which leads us to another problem, a diabetic nightmare. Carbohydrates and fats combined causing insulin resistance. Any carbohydrates and fats combined causes insulin resistance. And the potato gets the blame. The carbohydrate looks like the culprit, the bad guy. But what's really happening is the fat is getting in the way of insulin's job to send a message to your cells to open up wide and then guide the sugar into the cells so they get the food they need. And the fat gets in the way and blocks it. Forget potato, stick any carbohydrate in the pitcher. And the exact same thing happens. Rice and chicken, the chicken fat blocks the carb, the sugar from the rice from entering your cells. Pork and beans, pork and rice, same thing happens there too. Quinoa and oil, oatmeal and peanut butter, turkey sandwich with meat and bread, pasta and butter. The carb is always blamed as the A1C rises or hypoglycemia occurs or hyperglycemia comes on. But really, it's just a fat. Insulin isn't produced to dry fat into your cells. Your cells aren't reliant upon fat. They rely on sugar, glucose to survive so we can function. Blood sugar means everything. Without blood sugar, we can't function. They're not testing your blood fat. The fat doesn't keep you alive. It's not what's important here. It's not letting you function on a day-to-day -day basis. If it drops down or you don't have fat in your diet, you feel great. But without blood sugar, you're going to hit the wall or the ground. Insulin isn't created for fat. It's created for sugar. But the fat you eat that enters your bloodstream stops the glucose from entering cells. It stays in your bloodstream, trapping the sugar and driving up your A1C. But the potato gets the blame. You know how you reverse type 2 diabetes and drop your A1C and put type 2 diabetes behind you and heal? You remove the fats and bring in lots of potatoes. Everything changes. Insulin resistance is gone. I've seen it happen thousands of times over the years. This isn't a theory. It's been proven successfully. I taught a lot of doctors how to do it for their patients. Let's talk about weight. And the potato will make you fat theory. You're eating that baked potato, those french fries, potato chips, cheesy potatoes, mashed potatoes. You're going to gain weight. Put on unwanted pounds. That's what we're told. And it's all you hear. Or this is all you hear. Carbs. Carbs, carbs, whoa, too many carbs, lots of carbs. But you won't hear this. Fat, fat, look out for the fat, the butter, the oil, look out for the cream, the cheese, look out for the milk. You won't hear that. 
no one's going to say, whoa, there's a lot of fat on those fries. Whoa, look at that grease everywhere, that oil. Look at the fat on those chips or the fatty milk and cheese and butter and the cheesy potatoes and mashed potatoes. Like, look out for that. Or the sour cream on the baked potato. No one blames any of that. Instead, they're just like carbs, 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 carbs. It defies common sense. And you know what's funny? It defies reality. What do you mean just carbs? These are fat bombs. Majority of calories are coming from the fat. And combine the fat with the carb and then blame the weight on the carb. That's like shooting the potato gun, shooting that spud 300 miles an hour across a field, hitting somebody in the head and blaming the spud and not the dude that shot him. And then getting off the ground, dusting yourself off and rubbing your head and looking at the potato on the ground and saying, stupid potato. All you'll ever hear is the French fry is a carb. Not a word about the oil like it doesn't exist. Throw cheese on those fries and pretend it doesn't exist. It's all carbs. There's no cheese on there. Throw ranch or sour cream on those fries or a potato and pretend it doesn't exist. There's no ranch on there. There's no ranch. There's no cheese. No sour cream. It just doesn't exist. We live in a pretend world when it comes down to some of these things we eat. You're eating potato chips, your hands are smeared with grease all over the place, and you need a napkin to wipe it. You got grease all over your face. Grease prints are on the glass of water or something you're drinking, and you think it's a carb. They tricked a lot of people with that one. It's the fat that puts on the weight, clogs up the liver, overburns it, slows everything down. Your liver can't store any more of it. So now the fat gathers all around your body. You better exercise. You're told anyway. Burn off those carbs. But really, you're trying to burn off the fat. Meanwhile, you're on your treadmill and you're thinking, I gotta burn off all this sugar. But it's the oil, the butter, sour cream, the cheese, the milk. They're the weight gainers. I get it, I get it. You know somebody who can eat whatever they want, all the cheese they want, all the pizza they want. They don't gain any weight. Not yet. When their liver gets maxed out, they'll gain it down the road. Everybody does as they get older. Weight's harder to keep off. They're just lucky they're not gaining it now. People say potatoes are a white food, like processed flour, just because they have a white inside. But wait a minute. To start with, an inside of a potato isn't exactly white. Unlike processed white flour, the potato is a little bit of a richer color. They miss that. Second of all, the potato has a skin. That skin determines the color of that food. Just like a big cultivated blueberry has a clear whitish center. Just like an apple has a white pulp. Just like a zucchini and yellow squash has a white center. A zucchini is green. It's a green food. A blueberry is blue. It's a blue food. A red apple is red. It's a red food. A red potato is red too. It's a red food. Brown potato is a brown food. A yellow potato is a yellow food. A purple potato is a purple food. All these simple mistakes gives us a window into the possibility of what else is everybody wrong about in the health field. The list is massive. We haven't even scratched the surface of all the screw-ups. The potato is a whole food, not a processed white food. You take the potato, you cook it, it's a whole food. It's a long, sustaining complex carbohydrate that's satiating. But before we talk about its benefits, we still got some more fish to fry and some dice to roll. If you heard about lectins in your potato, there's something to know. 
There's lectins in a potato, yeah. Just like there's lectins in every single plant food there is that you eat. And they're all created equal. Unless someone spouts out an opinion or theory that there's bad lectins in a potato or tomato because they're deciding they don't like those. And most likely because they bought into an earlier theory that tomatoes and potatoes cause problems because they're the nightshades. Oh, wait, you might be someone that thinks, well, there's too many lectins in a potato then versus something else. Well, if lectins were so bad, then why have so many people healed eating potatoes and healed from debilitating diseases? Somebody in the field of health stabbed a potato and used lectins as the knife. And the irony, lectins don't cause any problems. They're not the reason anyone has a symptom or a condition on any level. When you don't know why people are sick, we come up with the most blatantly ridiculous unfounded guesses. We pull them straight out of our behind and smear it on everyone. Thousands and thousands of people healed from debilitating diseases while eating lectins. And the lectin propagandists pretend no one ever healed while eating a tomato, a potato, or a lectin. So what's good about potato? A lot. Let's start with zinc. It's a precious mineral that's not in our food today. A critical trace mineral needed to keep our immune system strong and to fight pathogens. There's not a lot of zinc in foods. The soil doesn't have zinc like it used to have in the old days. It's depleted. So where's the zinc when it comes to potato? It's in the skin. The skin of the potato is high in essential trace minerals. It's a protective sheath around the potato, around the pulp. The trace minerals grow into the skin. The zinc helps to protect us when we consume a potato. It adds to a protective shield, our own immune system. When food science and research looks into the nutritional value of a potato, they sample a larger portion from the center of the potato and a smaller portion of the skin, or in many cases, remove the skin altogether, discard it, and just test the skinless potato. Hey, uh, Frank, uh, today we're testing potatoes. Look, see the sheet of paper? It says... Uh, you need one potato peeler. Okay, uh, Frank, you see the potato peeler over there? Uh, they say, remove the skin of the potato. Uh, they want a carbohydrate count and protein count and fat count and to look for some vitamins. Okay, uh, just peeling the potato here. Ow! Almost cut my finger with that peeler. Um, Frank, what do we do with all the skins? Just throw them out? Meanwhile, the zinc is in the skin, and it helps to protect us. Zinc is an essential weapon against viruses because viruses cause autoimmune, and much of the chronic illness we're faced with today. And the zinc in a potato is not just bioavailable, but it's hyperabsorbable, which means your immune cells absorb it quickly, instantly. That matters when fighting an infection. That's a make or break. It matters if a bacteria in a wound is going to spread quickly or not. The zinc enters cells easily because it attaches to the glucose inside the potato. The potato has its own delivery system, meaning it's like ordering a pizza and having it delivered to the house. The pizza place has its own delivery system. The glucose in the potato is the car with the guy in it. The zinc is the pizza in his hand, bringing it right to your front door of your cells. If you're someone with trigeminal neuralgia, Jaw pain, neck pain, back pain, Bell's palsy, frozen shoulder, fatigue. 
burning skin, rashes, migraines, dizziness, eye floaters, ringing in the ears. Or if you're someone with fibromyalgia, Lyme disease, rheumatoid arthritis, multiple sclerosis, lupus, POTS, Benault syndrome, endometriosis, PCOS, and these are just some, then you're dealing with viruses in the herpes family. Epstein-Barr, shingles virus, HHV6, HHV7, cytomegalovirus, simplex 1, simplex 2, and you know what's needed to battle that? L-lysine. And it helps to slow them down so your immune system can help defend you. And potato has L-lysine. So let's talk glucose, sugar, the carb, everything that we're all complaining about. Sugar, it's got carbs, it's bad, it's got, what is that? Sugar, carbohydrates, that's bad stuff. Well, guess what? Potatoes possess the right kind of it, the right kind of carbohydrate, one that's received by our intestinal tract as if it was mother's milk. Good bacteria in our intestinal tract feed off of glucose from potatoes. It nourishes them. It keeps them strong. A complex carbohydrate that grows underground, specifically potato, has a correlation to good bacteria. Potatoes never see the light. They're in the earth while growing. And many varieties of the more potent good bacteria never see the light either. They grow deep within our gut. Soil-borne microorganisms cluster around potatoes as they grow in the earth. These soil-borne microorganisms feed off of natural sugars being released from the potato skins as they expand during the growing process under the earth. The potatoes sweat as they grow. They release water during droughts and dry times. These soil-borne microorganisms feed off of this, drink the water. They have a similarity to some of our good bacteria that resides in our gut. It's a food they both have a connection to. The glucose in potatoes, the sugar, is critical for restoring the nervous system. Any neurological symptom and condition means the nerves are inflamed and in need to be fueled up and restored. Anxiety, depression, tics, spasms, aches, pains. These are just some neurological symptoms and conditions. And glucose in potato is restorative. So let's talk about the digestive system. From food poisoning to colitis. Potatoes have brought back a lot of people from living hell with their suffering. One of my favorite tools, pieces of knowledge, is mono-eating potatoes when in difficult health situations. I've seen just eating potatoes for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, along with celery juice, some lemon water, some lettuces here and there. I've seen it bring back people from Crohn's, colitis, SIBO, celiac, IBS, ulcers, acid reflux, hives, gastritis, gastroparesis, diarrhea, cramping. I've seen it recover people from post-food poisoning where nothing else would. One reason is because potatoes are so soothing on the digestive tract and nerves, especially dealing with colitis, where there are large pockets of inflamed tissue within the colon, which is unknowingly caused by the shingles virus. Knowing these medical medium tools has helped save a lot of people with their colitis. And potatoes soothe the lining of the colon. They don't aggravate the lining. It's not an aggressive food. It's a gentle food. So let's talk about a few other conditions. Many people get diagnosed with SIBO these days. It's bacteria in the small intestinal tract. 
But what kind of bacteria? That's the question right there. Medical communities, they don't know. It's just like you got SIBO, overgrowth of bacteria. That's what's happening down there. But what kind? It's streptococcus. That's what people don't know. That's the dominating bacteria inside people's guts. And strep likes to eat. It likes to eat all kinds of foods. Cheese, eggs, milk, butter, right? But strep doesn't like potatoes. So when you eat a potato, it goes down the chute. The tiny stringy fibers inside potato grab onto strep bacteria and wind them up, balls them up, and pulls them out of the gut. Irritable bowel syndrome, IBS, also caused by streptococcus bacteria. The bacteria slowly eats away at the colon lining, and then tiny formations of scar tissue occur. Potatoes are soothing to the lining, help feed the cells in the lining wall. And as it's doing that, it grabs onto bacteria. It removes it out of the colon. Let's talk about ulcers in the stomach, duodenum, small intestinal tract, colon. Ulcers are caused by bacteria and viruses. The canker sore virus, which is a herpes family virus, creates ulcers. The lysine in potato helps to slow down and stop the canker sore virus, allowing the ulcer to heal. Other ulcers are caused by streptococcus and E. coli. Potatoes bind on to exposed bacteria as the potato moves over the ulcers, helping to drive the bacteria out of the gut. Most varieties of strep are antibiotic resistant or partially immune to antibiotics. But strep and other types of bacteria cannot become immune to what potato has to offer. Have you ever had food poisoning? It hits you out of nowhere, sometimes 12 to 24 hours after you've been exposed, after you've consumed the food that had bacteria in it, or a mutated microorganism, or a foodborne toxin. Ow. Ooh. Ooh, my stomach hurts. Why is it like this? What did I eat? Uh, I had those nachos, and I ordered some fish. Oh my God, I'm in so much pain. I, I can't even talk. I just have nauseous. It's in the center of my gut, like the pit of my gut. I gotta get to the bathroom. No, I need to get to the bed and lay there. Oh, I gotta get to the bathroom. We've all been there before. It's a brutal experience, sometimes even dangerous, very dangerous. You have your meal, hours later, you're feeling kind of sick, and then it hits you. You get a little nauseous. Then you get that terrible pain in your stomach. So uncomfortable. Could even go straight to a point where you're just in gnawing pain. Some throw up or have diarrhea. Others have both. Could last a day, a week. Hard to get fluids down. I always tell people to sip coconut water when coming out of a bout of food poisoning. But a lot of people have an uneasy stomach for days after. Sometimes a week after, sometimes more than a week, sometimes months. And any food tends to not settle right or feel like it's not digesting. And pain, gas, bloating can happen every day. And potato on its own is a powerful way to recover from post-food poisoning. I've helped many do it over the last 35 years. Sometimes it's the only food that feels gentle enough, but satiating enough, but gives you something back so you can gain your strength. Here's something to think about. Where's your protein? People worry about that all the time. What food you're eating, where you're getting your protein every single day. A potato, it's not seen or viewed as a food with protein in it. Meanwhile, it does have protein. 
it's the quality of protein that matters and it's bioavailability. The protein in potato can be assimilated easy and broken down easy. Another thing to think about is trace minerals. Potatoes are packed with them. Anyone that says potatoes are just a ball of empty carbs, void of nutrients and minerals, is unaware of the truth. Potatoes grow underground. They absorb trace minerals. Potatoes are not going to be considered as a superfood. There's no get-rich scheme with potato farming. And you can't fluff potatoes up and package them up as a fancy new herb from the Amazon or a special rhizome that has magical powers and healing or a superfood. The minute you say potato, everybody's eyes glaze over. It's the ultimate food. Wait, no. The ultimate taken-for-granted healing food. There's not a magical, special, majestic vibe that comes off a potato. Nothing sparkles when someone says, try some potatoes. That'll help you. Okay, so the best way to eat potatoes to get the best healing support from them is steamed. I know people love to bake potatoes and fry them. However you choose to eat them, keep them oil-free. Try not to have them with fats. Don't have them with chicken, meat, fish, eggs, other animal products like cheese, milk, butter, yogurt, cream, or sour cream. If you choose to eat any of these foods, just don't eat potato with them. Make it a potato night. Have it by itself. Try to avoid eating coconut oil, olive oil, avocado, nut and seed butters with potatoes. But if you do, they're the best and the least problematic of all the fats. And if you already eat your potatoes with a fat, do it with avocado, maybe a little tahini. Try to keep the ratio from potato to fat to a minimum so you can get glucose and healing properties to your cells for recovery. If you don't have a health issue, then feel free to choose a plant fat to eat with your potato, but try to keep the ratio of the fat still lower than the potato. Avoid potatoes that have a green skin or are growing big sprouts. If you need ideas on how to eat potatoes, check out all the potato recipes on the blog at medicalmedium.com or check out the 75 healthy recipes in the book Cleanse to Heal to help you move forward with your healing. You'll find recipes like potato salad, potato fries, potato soups, baked potatoes, hash browns, potato pizzas, and so much more. Potatoes are a legendary, humble food that has no ego. When we see a potato, we need to look beyond what we already know and see far past what we made our mind up to be about this powerful, healing, miracle food. The potato has been there for us. We just need to let it do its job. It's a letdown. It's no good. Stay away from it. You better. You should. It's unfriendly. Ignore it. Steer clear. Avoid it. Don't even think it's good for you. It will hurt you. It's true. That's what you'll hear as darkness tries to rip something down that has only helped others throughout their life all around. It spins the truth so everyone is confound. Times are changing. They're trying to phase the potato out of existence. They don't want it exchanging. They want healing resistance. There are people here now who have it deep within their blood from centuries ago, and it's still in their veins, even if they don't know. 
It allowed them to stand up, hold their head up high, swing their swords until they die. You helped someone, you nourished them, you took care of them, you revived them, you gave them something to thrive on, and then you brought them back as the daily grind pushed them hard and broke their back and wasn't kind to them. And you were never rewarded, only constantly being thwarted. Who cares if you nourish their cells, pull them out of living hell? The story will never be told. No one cares to tell. And because of this, future generations can't be whole. What you did for humankind won't matter. It's lost in time. So long, be gone. As we watch the years go by, most people forget what happened. Learning from the past isn't on their minds. These days, it's not accepted. And having a loss of perspective is not respected. The illuminated wants you blind as a bat and your mind daft. So everything they do to ruin all the good around us is forgotten because the illuminated is rotten. They want us kept down, waiting in lines in cities and towns, begging for food while being stabbed in the arm by a mandatory needle alarm because they want us harmed. This precious food strengthens our intelligence, helps us to connect to an angelic resonance, brings us to an enlightened state, away from negativeness, giving us the spiritual fortitude to battle illuminated darkness, helping us heal from disease no matter what we're up against regardless. When you feed your body what it needs, it can fight for your life, allowing you to plant new seeds and heal with ease. You can rise out of the ashes. See, I believe in you and I know you can heal.